Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr., and it is a pleasure and a privilege to get to come to you all today. A little bit late, had some technical difficulties. They do happen in the world of live, but yes, without a doubt, this is live. So if you are watching me right now on Facebook, please hit the share button right now. It goes a long way to help me spread the truth that most, a lot of our friends and family don't hear if they're only listening to the mainstream media. On Twitter, thank you so, so much. Please hit the retweet button. And if you're on YouTube, thank you, my YouTube audience. You are amazing. I love seeing all your comments. And if you're listening to the David J. Harris Jr. podcast, thank you for helping my podcast climb the charts, bringing truth to more people each and every single day. Uh, It truly is a blessing to be able to do that. All right, let's jump right into it, friends. We've got chaos taking place. We've got Democrats that are still sitting on their hands. We've got Bill de Blasio that I'm waiting to find out. Maybe one of you can comment and let me know how that vote went where they're literally talking about defunding the New York City Police Department to the tune of $1 billion. What do you think that's going to do to the uh, residents of New York City? Do you think that's going to make them want to stay? No, I think we're going to see a mass exodus. I also think we're going to see some different... uh, different, Uh, uh, differences in voting taking place. I think we'll see a change of the guard in New York as de Blasio literally, it's it's basically like declaring war on his own citizens by removing uh, not only $1 billion, but canceling 1,000 police that were about to be uh, become trainees. He's just literally giving in to the whims and the woes of the progressive Democrats, but that's exactly what he is. I think he's a Marxist communist myself, but if you live in New York City, you probably knew that. If you didn't know that, now you know. But what do you think that's gonna do to the criminals in New York City? When they find out there are so many less police officers out there trying to keep the peace, trying to keep law and order, you think that's going to make them feel like, oh, I better stop being a criminal? Oh, I should just stop uh, all my dastardly deeds? No, it's going to be the exact opposite. And Americans, citizens, good people are going to get caught in the crossfire. It's already happening. New York is seeing at a record pace crime increase, uh, violent crime increase, shootings increase, car burglaries, jackings. uh, It's all increasing. And at a time like this, you think it would be uh, time to call for more police, but not if you live in liberal land or... uh, bizarro land a good friend of mine likes to call it where pretty much it's like the upside down land everything that you think that you should do uh, they don't do they do the exact opposite well that's pretty much what's taking place in new york city right now we also have this friends this is uh this is it's just hard to talk about but we've got to talk about it mainstream media doesn't want to talk about it cnn msnbc even abc and nbc they don't want to talk about it if it doesn't fit their narrative that this president's a racist and that there's a whole bunch of white cops out there hunting down black individuals, well, they don't want to hear about it. And they don't want you to hear about it, so they don't report it. Well, I will. It's exactly what I'm here to do. Father of a black teen in CHOP says it's time to bring in the National Guard. Well, his son was killed. Horace Lorenzo uh, Anderson, the father of 19-year-old black teen, was the first to die in the CHOP's occupied territory. There have been multiple shootings inside the Chaz Chop territory. Anderson is now telling the city that it's time to bring in the National Guard. I think if he wasn't voting for and supporting Donald Trump before, I think he is now. He says it's time to bring him in and clear out the viper's nest. Anderson is still feeling the pain of losing his son to premature death, and that's something a father will never, ever get over. 
I know that from uh, my, my writer, actually, Stephen. He knows that from his own experience. He lost his son, and it's something he deals with every single year, especially come birthdays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and those times of the year when you should be with friends and family. Pray for Stephen, and we're praying for that father uh, as well. And this is just absolutely uh, more despicable news in a city that's supposed to be one of the, one of the strictest on gun control, uh, a city with a Democrat mayor, a Democrat governor in Chicago, they're seeing more and more mayhem and death at the hands of innocent individuals. 18 shot, 14 of them children, 47 wounded this past weekend in Chicago. What is that mayor thinking? What is she doing? Mayor Lightfoot, what, what is she thinking? I don't think she cares. I don't think she knows what whatsoever. Here we go again, another story about the uncontrollable gun violence in the Democrat-run, Democrat-control-saturated city of Chicago. 65 people were shot throughout Chicago this last weekend. Mayor, Mayor Lori Lightfoot pushed for police reform and virtue signaling uh, the city on virus pandemic safety measures. Remember, this is the mayor that said, if we catch you, out there and about, without your masks, congregating in groups of more than 10, even if it's in your backyard, we will hunt you down and we will take you to jail. Where's that at for all the criminals out there with guns shooting up her citizens? Again, I think that we should be able to notice a very st a very staunch difference when it comes to how most, I'll say most Republican mayor and governors are handling the situation uh, compared to most all of the Democrat Governors and mayors are handling the situation. Oh, COVID is bad. You got to keep away from everybody unless you're protesting. Then we understand you you need your emotional scapegoat. You need to just go out and, and show the country how angry you are at all the systemic racism. You, you need to be able to do that and don't worry about masks. But if you're over here trying to have a barbecue, well, then you better have your mask on. Otherwise, we're going to take you to jail. Those aren't her, Those aren't my words, friends. Those are pretty much her words. That's what we're seeing in these Democrat-controlled cities. The gun violence is just continuing to skyrocket, and so many of these Democrats are continuing to talk about revisiting, reimagining the police department. Well, their imagination of a police department is no police, because they want anarchy, because that would lead the way to total government control. Well, if the local and the state governments, the, the state police, if the local police, if they can't handle it, then we're just going to have to become the state police for everybody. And in a socialist-controlled government, that's exactly what happens. Then there goes your Second Amendment. No way to, uh, to uh, defend yourselves. No. All, all, all you're left with is hopefully there's somebody at the other end of 911 that has a better idea than sending a police officer with a gun to help you in your time of need. I don't think that's going to happen, folks. Uh, there's not going to be anybody there. They'll be there if you're there trying to steal bread or take more sugar than you should. If you're trying to uh, get gasoline for your for your home because uh, you know you you don't even have electricity anymore and you're operating on a on a uh, you know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm I'm thinking about Biden right now. I got to get to Biden. He makes me lose my train of thought every time I think about that man. I'm going to go to him right now. Joe Biden, and I've got a video that I'm going to drop about an hour after the show, hour and a half after the show, uh, that uh, I'm going to show you some clips of this. But I got to tell you, when I watched Biden in his press conference today, the first one that he's held in over 80 days, I think 88 days, his first public appearance, I was concerned. But you got to hear why I was concerned. You're going to want to hear and see that video. Make sure you come back to this Facebook page or go to the Facebook if you're not on Facebook right now. If you're listening on podcast, make sure you go check it out. But you're going to want to see what and hear what I had to say at why I believe so many people are going to get sucked into what they saw and heard 
from Joe Biden today. I had to set the record straight, but uh, you got to hang with me in the video because it starts off pretty rough. Starts off very, very rough. Well, Joe Biden was asked a very simple question. He was asked about his uh, his uh, cognitive awareness, his his ability to think clearly, his ability to uh, uh, to map out any kind of mental scope when it comes to putting two thoughts and sentences together, which he actually did pretty good today, even though he sounded like he was 99 years old. The man sounded like he needed to take a nap after every single word, but he was able to get out complete sentences for the most part, um, but he was asked on his whole... Uh, uh, cognitive awareness and where that was. Biden believes Trump is the one <laughs> one not cognitively aware of what's going on. Yes, Joe Biden absolutely said that today. On Tuesday, today, former Vice President Joe Biden claimed that President Trump seems to be uh, not cognitively aware of what's going on on apparent response to his political opponents attacking his own mental agility. Well, I've got the video for you here. I'm going to show you this one and then I'll show you a funny one. But here's where Biden, watch the end of this video this is what made me really smile. I, I was—I got to tell you—I was neck deep. I was neck deep in this video, in this in this uh, speech of Joe Biden's today. But this is the very end of his entire speech, and I absolutely love how Joe Biden ended it. Two quickies. Um, will you commit to three debates? Oh yes. Three. Three. Yeah, I, I commit to it. Look, it's been for this way for a long time. The first one is a one-on-one -on -one debate with a moderator. The next one is a, a town meeting setting. The third one is uh, a, a normal debate again. I commit to those. I'm looking forward to it. Last, last question real quick. Some have speculated sir, line, that, that, you, that you are subject to some degree of cognitive decline. I'm 65. I don't have word recollection that I used to have. I forget my train of thought from time to time. You got 12 years on me, sir. Are, have you been tested for some degree of cognitive decline? I've been tested and I'm constantly tested. Look, all, you, all I got to do is watch me and I can hardly wait to compare my cognitive capability to the cognitive capability of the man I'm running against. Thank you so much. Oh, I can't wait for that either. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely cannot wait for Joe Biden to go head to head with President Donald J. Trump. I truly believe, I know Donald Trump's going to eat him for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then mop him up for some dessert as well. He will leave Joe, I believe, babbling on the floor saying, help me, help me, I've fallen and I can't get up. That's what we're going to see from Joe Biden. So for him to, to, to see him commit to doing all of those debates, uh, that was a beautiful thing. To him to challenge his own mental acuity against, against President Donald Trump's, well, that's a, that is a match just made in heaven in my book. Uh, it's pretty interesting, too, that new, a new poll finds that 38% of voters believe that Joe Biden has dementia. That includes 20% of Democrats, friends. Democrats have no morals. If you haven't clicked share on Facebook yet, please hit share right now. It helps go a long way in sharing the truth. Democrats have no morals, and they put in their best effort to prove that day in and day out. Let's look at the candidate they're running for a chance to take over the White House. Democrats accuse President Trump of abusing women, but the only women with a credible case uh, with with backup is Tara Reid, Biden's accuser. Yep, that's just the facts. They claim that President Trump is a white supremacist despite his lifelong record of good deeds for blacks, especially as president. Yes, I've listed them before. 
Historic low unemployment for the black community, historic funding for historical black colleges and universities, prison reform, getting a lot of black folks out of jail that Joe Biden's crime bill put in jail, uh, and opportunity zones, something where we're going to see close to $100 billion over, I've heard over $100 billion reach 9,000 mostly minority black communities and help build with infrastructure and rebuild those communities with black-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses from the inside out. Yeah, that is President Trump's record. But it's Joe Biden who has a long history of racist statements and who pushed Bill Clinton's crime bill through the Senate that led to the mass incarceration of the black community. And to prove that was no fluke, Biden criticized George W. Bush for being too soft on criminals and on criminal behavior. Yeah, this is stuff you're not going to see on most of your mainstream media channels. You may see some of it. Hopefully you saw that article. Hopefully you shared that article. But when it comes back to Joe Biden and his dementia, or possibly, I don't want to laugh at him if he has it. Again, my question, my concern is why would the DNC put him through this? Why would his own family put him through this if he truly is battling dementia? Well, here's a couple clips that uh, we made funny for you from Joe Biden's speech today. We can't end up in the same scratchy and distribution problems that we had in testing. The, uh, secondly, I think there are, there's a distinction between the, um, as, uh, the difference between um, uh, uh, reminders and remembrances of history and, uh, and recovery from history. To lower the rhetoric based on division, stop appealing to the uh, Well, I did say that he was getting two words out in the same sentence. Uh, Sometimes it just took a long time to get those words out and complete that sentence. Again, I understand why 38% of those polled believe Joe Biden's got something mental going on. And this man is actually running for president of the United States. Are you kidding me? Wake up, America. What in the world are you thinking? That this guy should even be in the running with questions like this, with polls like that. And we know how we believe polls. They're always skewed in the liberal Democrats' favor. So yet, when this poll comes out saying even 20% of Democrats believe that he's got uh, mental health issues, you probably believe it's probably a lot higher than that. That's probably exactly what's going on. So this woman, uh, I'm going to jump over to this one, actually. This is is actually kind of hard to watch, friends. This is... These were some Catholics that were praying outside of a monument. They didn't want it to get yanked down, and these thugs literally attacked them. Viewer discretion is advised. You know how you rec- you know how you create racism? 
You attack other people for the color of their skin for no reason. You, you attack somebody based on the color of their skin. You attack them for no reason. Uh, and you're a mob that attacks them for no reason. You know how you create bitterness that breeds resentment that can breed racism is crap like that. Friends, there's no, there's no cause whatsoever for those people to have antagonized and threatened the individuals, the Catholics that were just praying outside that monument. The one gentleman was just trying to protect his elderly relative, friend, whoever it was, he was trying to protect him and got mobbed on for doing so. What we're seeing from these individuals is not peaceful protest. It is absolutely out-and-out out criminal behavior from thugs that have no care whatsoever for for law, for order, for loving one another? No, I've got a video to show you at the end. I'm gonna wrap this, this show up with an amazing video that I really hope all of you stick around to watch. I truly believe it is the answer to all that we're seeing right now, and it's a very beautiful video to watch. Absolutely something we gotta see. Well, this woman in New York, she wasn't having it with these thugs. She uh, She's a New Yorker, so she used some New York language, so there may be a bit of language in this. But she was not having it, letting these protesters, these criminals, these thugs, get away with what they were trying to do. And uh, when they tried to get in her face, you better watch, she, uh, she brought it back to them. You're a radical left, you are, you are a domestic terrorist group, and we will see to it that you fall, and you fall so hard, Yo, you late. ain't no one hit you. Check your fucking privilege and get back over there. No, Whoa. no, Whoa. yo, yo. She was not having it. And I'm thankful there were some people there to, uh, to, to protect her, unlike we just saw with those, those nice Catholics that were there praying at that monument. There were people there to stand up for her. She's an old woman. What in the world is a young little punk like that get in her face? You better, uh, I'm glad I wasn't there. I don't get violent unless violence comes at violence comes at me and then I will retaliate. You better believe that. But I'll definitely get in somebody's face if they're even coming close to looking like they're going to attack or hit a woman or anybody in, in, innocent that is just trying to exercise their God-given constitutional rights as that woman was. Well, she was later asked why she was out there to try to protect uh, what was going on, why she was in defiance of that, and I absolutely loved her response. You think it was just so important to, to come out here today? Well, what they're doing is trying to erase history, to keep it simple. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt is one of our best presidents ever. Uh, that statue is a symbol of the American Indian and of, the, of race in general. And uh, he, what do you say about this? It, it takes my breath away that something as beautiful and as magnificent as that. And Charlene McCray, the mayor's wife, deems it unfit. They're, they're trying to find this as a racial issue. This is not about race anymore. It never really was. This is about taking apart the, um, the fabric of America. This is all about the fabric of America. They want us to read their narrative. Freedom of speech is so long as we say what they want us to say. 
freedom of any any kind of freedom at all is all about their narrative, the radical left narrative. We can't allow that anymore. This is America. We stand with all races, all colors, all creeds. People came to this country to seek those freedoms, and now from the inside out, they want to take them away. It's not going to work. We won't allow it. Thank you very much. Somebody give that woman an award. Are you kidding me? She knew exactly what she stood for, and that is the problem today. So many people out there don't know what they stand for, and they just follow the stream wherever it flows, whatever feels good, whatever seems right. Well, the heart is deceitful above all things, and out of it flows all kinds of wickedness, friends. That is biblical right there, and what we're seeing, I, I believe, taking place in our country right now is of biblical proportions. If you don't know that, you better start reading that book. They call it the B-I-B-L-E for a reason, basic instructions before leaving earth. And you better believe God will survive without America, but America will not survive without God. Friends, that is what we're up against right now. But that woman knew the facts. She knew why she believed what she believed. And it's going to take individuals like her. I actually had a good friend of mine, Victor Marks. He's trained special ops uh, military personnel. The guy is a bad mamma jamma. And he said, if the men don't start standing up like that woman, it'll be the women. It'll be you women out there that stand up and show us the way to go. Well, hopefully we can unite and do it together. But it's going to take us knowing why we're standing, what we stand for, and knowing the truth. And those, that truth will absolutely cut through the lies. Well, last week, as many of you know, I had a lot of traveling going on. I went from Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, to Arizona. I got to hear the president speak in both places. Are you kidding me? I did not get to meet him and shake his hand this time. I was tested for COVID in Arizona, and then I flew to California. My dad is still in the hospital with COVID. He should be getting released. He's being treated, not for COVID, but for his other underlying health issues. Uh, I was able to fly something out there from my good friend, Mike Lindell, that I cannot wait. I'm going to have him on the show soon. We're going to pre-record something because when the news breaks, you're all going to want to hear this news. I'm telling you, it is truly a godsend. It is absolutely amazing. I spoke to Mike this morning, should be talking to him again later this evening, and he said that the huge, big, earth-shaking, brown-breaking groundbreaking announcement should be coming in a week or so. They've been doing jumping through all the hoops to be able to bring this to all of you. But one thing I want to tell you about my travels is I had to sleep on those mattresses in all those hotel, in, you know, the hotel room in each of those three different cities, and my back was tearing me up when I got back home. I could not wait to get back and jump into my nice my pillow sheets, lay on that beautiful soft my pillow mattress topper. It literally changed the way I sleep. And uh, I absolutely love everything at MyPillow.com. So if you want to show Mike Lindell your support and this show, go to MyPillow.com after the show and use the code David. I'm waiting for his towels. I hear they're amazing. I love his sheets. I like his pillows, but I got to be honest. I love his sheets and that mattress topper even more. Use the code David. You'll save up to 60% depending on what you order. And you'll absolutely be, uh, you'll love what you get. Everything's got like a 10-year warranty. And you'll be blessing MyPillow. You'll be blessing Mike Lindell. And you'll be helping to support this show. MyPillow.com. Use the code David when you go there. All right. Here is what I believe. I've been waiting for this. I have been waiting for somebody in the GOP to actually make a move and say, you know what? We need to call out the Democrat Party. Everybody's canceling everything. It's cancel culture this. It's cancel that. You said this. You said you you stood for this. This person stood for this a long time ago. This person didn't even have any ancestors that owned slaves, but you're white, so you're part of the problem. We need to cancel you. The cancel culture is crazy when it's coming from the left. 
How about the GOP? How about us conservatives get on the offense a little bit? Well, that's exactly what the Connecticut GOP has called for. They absolutely want the Democrat Party to change its name. Yes, it's the party of slavery, racism, segregation, Jim Crow. That is the Democrat Party. Years of racial oppression. This is an absolutely brilliant idea in my book. While Democrats across the country are tearing down statues and monuments on the slimmest of reasons, and sometimes for no reasons at all, also they are renaming anything that has the slightest implication, slightest implication of bigotry. That being the case, If you really want to get rid of a symbol that should be offensive to blacks in this country, you should absolutely get rid of the Democrat Party because simply and and they need to simply and quickly change their name. The party of slavery, of Jim Crow laws, of poll taxes, the opponents of the Civil Rights Act back to 1957. Yes, that is the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party was uh, that was allegedly founded by elected Thomas Jefferson as president oppressed blacks and kept them as slaves and then tried to suppress them even after they lost the Civil War and were forced to free them. Yes, that is the one in the same. Read your history. Look it up. The Democrat Party. Uh, I think that they should change their name. I don't know what they should change their name to. Maybe uh, maybe suppressors. <laughs> maybe just maybe just change their names to Marxists. Because literally, that's what we're seeing. They're seeing. We're seeing everything that is Marxism, communism, being infiltrated through the Democrat Party of today. They should probably just change their name to Marxist. The Marxist Party. Just keep it real. Say it like it is. AOC doesn't have a hard time saying it. Neither do the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement. Nope, they've openly confessed they are Marxists. That should be, I believe, their new name. This is very interesting to me. While we've got, uh, I don't, we're not going to need the vaccine. When you hear the news that I'm going to bring you with Mike Lindell, we're not going, you're not going to need it. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Every single thing, all the tests on this have just been a hundred percent amazing. I'll put it like that: one hundred percent amazing. I'm talking symptoms going away within hours and testing negative within uh, a week or so. I'll say that much. It is that amazing. And it's going to be released first through, I believe, I won't say too much. Uh, it's not going to be for public just to get at first. It'll be for the hot spots, hot zones, nursing homes, and so on. And then it will be released to all of us. But the the results have been amazing, 100% amazing. But this is very interesting to me. Very, very interesting to me. How is it that Bill and Melinda Gates believe that black people should be the first ones to get the vaccine? Oh, I'm not putting words in their mouth, friends. You can hear it from themselves. They deserve to get this vaccine first. And from there, you want to do tiering in various countries to make sure your most vulnerable populations get it. Um, in, In our country, that would be blacks and Native Americans, people with underlying health conditions, and the elderly. And so we need to look at as a globe, and we're involved with many European leaders Um, and African leaders and others in Southeast Asia to make sure there's a purchasing fund that can pull that vaccine through when it's available and get it out in wide-scale distribution. You know, in fact, the testing could have been ramped up uh, very quickly in a few countries that have almost avoided the epidemic entirely, like uh, Taiwan, New Zealand, Australia. You know, they took their experience and actually prepared and so they moved a lot faster. Uh, so we, you know, we'll have to prepare for the next one. That, you know, I'd say is uh, 
will get attention this time. What is with that little smirk on his face? Did you see that? That little smirk will get their attention next time, almost like he knows when it's coming. I don't know if that's just me reading too far into it, but I definitely have a lot of questions and concerns about why not only they're so confident that there will be another attack, there will be something else that hits that will require all of our attention, but at the same time, why is he pushing that towards black people first? Hmm, things that make you go, hmm. That one sure as heck does, friends. Sure as heck does for me. Well, we've got, uh, I've got that video I want to show you that I absolutely believe is another, it's an answer to the chaos that we're seeing. You're not going to want to miss that, but this was an absolute bombshell that broke just a few hours ago on my DavidHarrisJr.com page. General Flynn was targeted because he knew that there were billions that Brandon and company were running off the books. Are you kidding me? We all wondered, what was it? why they take Brennan out? Well, General Michael Flynn's lawyer, Sidney Powell, dropped a major bomb when she appeared on the Vicki McKenna show. Uh, as many of you know from previous reports, Flynn was going to conduct an audit of the intelligence community, and that would have been bad for the Obama-Biden administration. Particularly, she pointed out, uh, she pointed the finger at John Brennan and his alleged use of billions of dollars he used under the table. In an audit, it could show that those billions were spent on programs that might be considered entirely uh, legal, in my, entirely legal in my opinion. Some of that money might have been spent in trying to frame President Trump. We'll, we need to see the audit. But Powell said this. He was going to audit the intel agencies because he knew about the billions Brennan and company were running off the books, that's coming directly from uh, General Flynn's attorney. Powell was referring to John Brennan when she made that announcement. So hopefully, I know I want to know. I know I want to find out what the heck went on. Why did they target Michael Flynn? Uh, why did they go after him so ravagingly? Why did they just relentlessly go after him and literally drain his bank accounts, uh, bankrupt him, took pretty much everything he had, and threaten him with jail? It really makes you wonder what he had, what direction he was heading, that could have uh, looked really poorly on that past administration that I think and believe 100% was the most corrupt presidential administration in all of our history. And that's saying a lot. We've, got, we've had a lot of history here, but I don't think we've ever seen anything to the likes of what the Obama-Biden administration did. Absolutely not. And here's the video, friends. This is something that just really touched me because, you know, I, I, again, I shared this. My mother was white of Irish descent. Her last name was McCollum. My dad was is black. My mom's in heaven now. But my mom always told me, David, you got the best of both worlds. And it's still not even just that cut and dry. I've got Native American in me. I've got Irish. I've got uh, several actual Native American uh, strains in me. I've got uh, German. I'm, I'm a mutt. I'm a Heinz. But if you just look at my face and my features, you say, oh, he's a black guy or he is mixed. Uh, and then my wife, she's Japanese. She's Portuguese. She's French. She's a blend. So our, that's why our babies are so beautiful. But in this, in this current climate where everything is about race, I truly believe for the believers out there, and if you're not a believer in that amazing B-I-B-L-E, if you're not, let me, let me at least tell you why I believe Believers hold the answer to helping to ease and heal the pain of so much racial tension that's going on inside our country today. Actually, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to let this woman share it. This message is beautiful. Not describe myself as a black woman. 
because that gives too much power to my blackness. I don't want black, my race, to be the describing adjective, the defining adjective of who I am as a woman. I am not a black woman, I am a Christian woman who happens to be black. Because it's the job of your adjective to describe the noun of who you are. And if there's going to be an adjective describing me, it is not going to be my race. It is going to be that I am a woman who believes in every single thing that my word, that my God has declared to be true. And I will stand firmly on the promises of his word because I will be girded in truth. So you may be a black woman, a black man, a white woman, a white man, but that should not define you. So that if your race or if your political group is going in a different direction than the word of God, you don't choose your blackness or your whiteness or whatever culture you are, you do not choose that. Or your political persuasion over what it is that God's word declares to be true. Wow! Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? <laughs> that right there, friends, I believe is the answer. I... It, it has baffled me how so many Christians, so many leaders, so many pastors, bishops have jumped on this whole Black Lives Matter movement instead of going back to their what should be the origin of who they are as a believer and saying, I'm a child of God first and God doesn't recognize skin color. He didn't put me here on this earth to be representative of my skin tone. He put so much more in me and in you. And when you let it out and when you live who he created you to be, that right there will be a shining light. Everybody will want to see. Everybody will want to know where you get the confidence, where you get the certainty and who you are. And that's when you get to tell them it's not who you are, it's whose. <laughs> it's whose you are. We have a good papa, a good father. And God is good. And I'm true, I truly believe that believers waking up to their true identity will be what what shifts the tide in this country, not just for this chaos, and not just even politically, but ultimately to our true identity of, of sons and daughters and understanding that we all have a purpose, we were all created for a purpose, and God has given each and every single one of us a destiny and then wants to hold our hand and walk with us in this life to produce and act and create and bring about that destiny and that purpose. That right there, friends, is, a true, is truly a beautiful thing. So friends, thank you so, so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with this brother right here. You're going to want to watch that video I'm going to drop in about an hour and a half or so. I'm going to drop it here on Facebook. You're going to want to watch it. You're going to want to share it. Uh, I, 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 was, I was excited when I finished it, but uh, I think it, I, hopefully it'll draw some people in that are believing in Biden, that are hoping for Biden, that are caught up in the, in the, uh, the chaos and the, uh, the minutia of what is the mainstream media, and then it'll bring some truth to them. It's one of those sneaky ones. Hopefully you'll love it, you'll enjoy it, and you'll share it. If you haven't already subscribed to my podcast, please subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast, and please go to MyPillow.com, find yourself something. That mattress topper is amazing. The sheets are amazing. The towels I hear are amazing. I'm waiting for mine. Just use the code David when you do. God bless you. Have a great rest of your night. We will talk to you all tomorrow for TGIW. Bye-bye.